What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode six of the Uncensored Podcast. I'm your host, Carter Haas, here with co-host Adam Wickle. How's it going? And our very special guest for the day, San X basketball star, Will Hankey. Yeah, appreciate y'all for having me. Oh, yeah. So, Will, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm going a, I'm to a be a junior. I go to St. X. I play basketball. Good friends with Carter and Adam. Just real excited to be a part of this, part of this podcast. Yep, so we'll get right into it with a little recap of our week. So, Adam, you want to start us off? How's your week been going? It's been pretty chill. I've just I've been working all week. Um, and all the days that I haven't had work, I've had practice. So I haven't had really any days off. Just been just kind of going with the flow. Yeah, my week has just been a lot of golf, really. I've been played three times this week at different courses, had some lessons, just trying to get better at golf before – Summer ends to just get better at my game. Will, how's your week been? Um, it's been pretty good. I'm just rehabbing my ankle, trying to get back on the court. Um, you know, I had a little cookout, cookout yesterday with the family. Really just been oh, chilling. Yeah. What'd you do to your ankle? Uh, I sprained it in a little Monday night league in like the middle of May. Oh, okay. So it's been a while. I sp- high ankle sprain. I sprained it pretty good. Yeah. All right, that sucks. So- we're going to ask Will a couple questions here, get his opinion on some things. So, we'll start last year going into your sophomore season. What were your expectations for the team going into that season? Um, you know, my expectations going into that year, we had a lot of youth. We started three sophomores and a freshman, and nobody really had expectations for us. It was just, it's a rebuild year. Just try to get the guys some chemistry, some experience. You know, but obviously me and every other person on the team, we want, we wanted to go to Rupp. That's been the goal yeah. since we got there freshman year. I mean, that's pretty much the goal for everybody, oh, yeah. every high school basketball player to play at Rupp Arena. Um, so we just, as a team, we wanted to go to Rupp. I wanted that real bad. And individually, you know, I just wanted to maybe, you know, I didn't, I didn't get to put up many numbers as a freshman. I wanted to go for around 50, as close to 15 and 10 as I could. So those are my individual goals. So, yeah, because yeah, I, I was at the San X mail game just scouting out and see what's happening. You actually had a pretty damn good game against mm-hmm. mail. The, the first, the second, the game. first one, the double double that yeah. you had. That was, you played really good in that game. I Appreciate mean, that. And you've played good in Trinity. I mean, the times that you have played in freshman and sophomore year, you've you've held your own against like because for being honest, those teams are probably more talented or like better than the San X team. But then you guys like. For me, it's like those rivalry games. Yeah. They're always closer than like than what the on paper yeah. is gonna say. It's like oh, on, I think definitely. Absolutely. I think it just fires like everyone's yeah. just a little more fired up. A lot a little, of adrenaline. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like on paper, our team was like projected to win by like more. But then it's like everyone knows that that game is gonna be closer. Oh yeah. Then like it ended up being like a nine point game. It was actually. You guys were we winning were, at halftime. Yeah, I think we were up two at one point in the fourth quarter, like five minutes to go. Yeah, that, that's that. That's the y'all had a little more experience than we did. Yeah, then like that's that's when the because now you're a junior, you'll have all junior team mm-hmm. this year, so you guys will like know like what it takes to try and get back to Rupp. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, what are your individual goals for this junior season at Sanx? Um. Personally, I want to you know expand my game. Last year, I probably shot forty threes on the season. I need to just become a better shooter. Looking into 
into college. If I want to play in college, you got to be able to knock down shots. I'm a mm-hmm. bottom line is I'm a six four white dude. Hopefully, I grow a little <laughs> bit more, but that's just how it is. And you know, I want to go maybe average say seventeen and ten, and expand my my floor game. Just me more of a ball handler. Like before, I got hurt, I was kind of running the one mm-hmm. um, and having chance play off ball. Uh, he's a you know he's a great shooter. Yeah. But yeah, those are kind of my individual goals. How how I hope to grow. Mm-hmm. So. You just finished sophomore year, so you haven't had much time at Sanex. So, but give us your top five moments that you've had at Sanex this far. As a basketball player, or just just, just in overall at Sanex. Student basketball. It can be it can be basketball. It can be as a student. It can be as a fan. It can be just top five moments at Sanex. Um, both my years at Sanex, we beat Trinity in football in the regular season. That's that's just awesome. That environment's wild. Being yeah. in the rage cage, both student sections going at it. Oh yeah, it's playing nice. at Louisville. So that's definitely group those two games together. That's one. I'd say freshman year, play Trinity in the regular season, like a week after we lost to them in the LIT. Yeah. That and we got to play them at Saint X as opposed to Bellarmine just because of COVID. Um, and I, I, I had like six points, but I had two putbacks kind of back to back and I got the, he's a freshman, freshman chant. That was I feel awesome. Like, I feel like it's got to feel good. That felt <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I felt great about that. Um, let's see. Huh. I'd say, man, that's tough. Top five, put me on the spot. Um, shoot. Tell you what, the the pink and white game. Yeah, that's pink, always that's always a fun. Pink game. and white game. Yeah. This year, watching my guy, all the seniors go out there, look like a fool, <laughs> like dancing on the field. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna leave it at top three. I really can't give you five yeah. right now. I think the pink and white game this year was fun because it was like I knew the guys. Yeah, the yeah. So like last it's, yeah, it's year, a little bit different. Yeah, last year, like I I kind of knew a couple of them, but like this year, like I knew. Yeah, like you you know all the seniors and then seeing them go make a fool out of themselves yeah. out there, like dancing at midfield is just. It really makes you laugh and like just yeah. Pink and white games always good too. Yeah. Uh, so, who would you say that you've seen like from your teammates that has shown the most like growth, like in practice or like has you've just seen make that next jump? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good question. Really, like I was talking to you before we started, our teams looked really good this summer. We had some big wins. Yeah. Individually. You know, Jeremiah, he had a great yeah. freshman season, yeah. but he has improved a lot. He's playing with Indiana Elite's team yeah. and getting some looks there. He's had a great summer with them. And then just coming back and playing June ball with us, especially without me, he took on a pretty big, yeah. big, big workload. And he definitely – he showed a lot of improvement. He, I kept stats all summer, so I kind of, he probably averaged around 18, yeah. eight and five assists. His decision-making yeah, – it's gotten a lot better, and you know we even had some at the Collins event. There were a handful of mid majors going to watch him, and also I'm got a shout out Chance. He's you know we kind of changed our style a little bit, and with Chief he plays point guard. Chance is yeah. off the ball. He's been shooting the lights out. He's he's won us a lot of games. Just all yeah. I mean hitting like six seven threes in a game. That's crazy. He's well, shown a ton of improvement. I will say yeah because. The first time I ever saw him play was when we played you guys at the LIT, and he had, like, turnover, 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 like, three straight turnovers right off the bat. Then he didn't even end up playing in that second game where you guys beat us. Then, like, seeing how much he improved, that 
the second time when we played you at Bellarmine, he had no turnovers. Mm-hmm. I think he had like 11 points. But like, you could tell he had, was more comfortable. He yeah. had like calmed down. Mm-hmm. And he was just able to like dictate the offense without having to like feel pressured with yeah. him, like make bad decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he wor- he works real hard too. So that's just it's great to see that happen for him. He works his he works his butt off. He always has his whole life. Yeah. So you got two new two more notable additions. You got um Noah Sosa who transferred from collegiate, collegiate yeah. and then Brandon Days who is going to be an incoming freshman. I want you to give us a little insight on those two. Um Sosa um, Sosa, he's probably the best defender on our team. Really? He's an unbelievable defender. And he's, you know, he's a really physical specimen, if you will. Yeah. He's a freak athlete. He's, so, he's just such a good defender. And offensively, he's got a really nice dribble pull-up. Um, you know, he's developing his three-pointer. But that dribble pull-up's automatic. He's just such a great defender. And another thing that's just kind of natural to him, he's always in the right spots. Just mm-hmm. for a guard, you don't see a a guard you cutting off the ball yeah. flashing in the middle of the paint just looking any ways to make plays he really he's a winning player for yeah. sure uh, we're real glad he transferred from collegiate and then Brandon just as a freshman you obviously don't expect a lot from him but he's he's a little bit like Sosa where he's just a winning player there were games yeah. you know his shots not because primarily he's a scorer he's a great scorer oh yeah a lot of great moves he attacks quick he's really fast pretty good pretty good shooter and at, as we reached the end of the summer, some there were some games where a shot wasn't falling, and you know personally I kind of was like, well, I guess we, you know we can't really can't play him if he's not out there scoring. But then yeah. he'd go get three rebounds in a row. Yeah, and that's just showing growth from a one month span. You know, yeah. we're real excited about those two. Yeah, because like you're showing that effort in the games. Like Brandon's not the tallest guy in the world, but mm-hmm. just going into the paint and being able to like fight for those rebounds is just, just being like, a dog. Well, it's like yeah. Kid's a dog. Dre's, like, Dre's not the tallest guy in the world either, but he was actually our leading rebounder leading last rebounder. year, which is, like, crazy to think about that mm-hmm. when you have, like, David Pfeiffer, Alex yeah. Johnson, Jaden Johnson, like, all those guys that are super tall, and then your six-foot point guard is your mm-hmm. leading rebounder. It just shows that, like, whoever has the most fight is going to come out with yeah. the majority of those rebounds. That's how Sosa is. He's a dog for sure. Yeah. We... Last week and a half of the summer, I missed the whole summer, and then our center Graham he missed the last week and a half, and I, Sosa was probably our leading rebounder. He probably averaged six, seven rebounds a game, just mm-hmm. doing whatever it takes. Yeah, so like I've been hearing a lot from like you know Jason Frakes and all like the Kentucky reporters, they've been saying like you know Trinity is Trinity next, Trinity male next. It's like all these like the that's the main combination of teams. I really feel like it's important to kind of like block out that noise because you never want to put like or give yourself something without earning it mm-hmm. because like I mean Ballard was supposed to like run away with like the region title last year mm-hmm. after they got Gabe Sis back and then if you look at it Mail destroyed them in the semifinal game so like I know you guys like last year you said you had no like no one thought you had expectations how did is that how do you guys in the locker room kind of combat that with like your own speeches and stuff. Yeah, it's de- it's a lot different because like last year, no expectations. This yeah. year, there's dudes coming from all over, the, other coaches coming from all over the state saying we want to watch the NX, everybody's acting like they're the best in the state. Yeah. And on like the day we, we got there as freshmen, this is what we wanted. We wanted to be really good. Yeah. And, you know, the end of the day, we had a hell of a summer, but that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. That's a good, we laid a good foundation. Yeah. 
and we have to just outwork everybody because we're I mean right just I'm gonna say like we're really good we're yeah, good right yeah. now but we need to separate ourselves further work really hard just not really care about what people are saying after the summer because it's only summer like Trinity last year yeah we won we won they the, won the cons they're the best team in the state on June 24th but then guess what March yeah. 8th is what matters yeah, yeah. And so that's that's what I mean we we talked about that just it's great that we had such a good summer even not missing some pieces. But it, it doesn't mean anything once we get to the regular season. Yeah, you just got to get back to work. Mm-hmm. doesn't end. Absolutely. So, eighth of the year, you were friends with, he was on training out, Avery Frazier and then Lance Chandler. Mm-hmm. How close, did, like, did they push you to come to Trinity, and how close were you to come to Trinity if they did try and influence you? I was, I was 50-50 until the day I decided. Like, I actually decided that I was coming to St. X one evening and that morning, I went to a summer ball try or summer ball practice at Trinity, <laughs> and so I was totally fifty fifty. Avery had already decided. Lance decided. Avery was pretty much Trinity all the way. Yeah. Lance was pretty late decision, but they were all there for sure. And I was still fifty fifty. I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do. And Coach Klein had always been good to me. And just that that day after the Trinity came, after a practice with Trinity. St. X heard that I was there, and the assistant coach, Coach Just, has become pretty much my favorite coach. He's done so much for me. He called me. I was in the Popeyes drive-through, and he called me, and he's like, "Dude, if like you, we got guys that want to come here. You got to be the first one to commit." And so I was like, "He's like, if you decide you're going to St. X right now, I'll get in the gym and work out with you tomorrow. Like I really want to build something." Mm-hmm. So I decided I was going there. Same week. Chance said, I'm going to St. X. James Burnett, who ended up not sticking it out, but he said, I'm going to St. X. Graham, he was pretty much leaning to St. X, but he decided. So, yeah. So, Trinity and St. X have, like, basically since their existence have been football schools. Mm -hmm. Because, like, they've won 27 and 15 state championships in the respective sports, like, how do you guys feel like you try and change that narrative that like you're not just a football school and that you're like you can win another sport? Yeah, yeah, that's you know that that's tough because everybody does refer to St. X as just a football school, and I mean it's hard to say they're wrong. We haven't won a state championship since '62, but that goes back to just staying. That's one of the things that keeps us motivated. Yeah, it was like you know, a, it can't be a football school. Well, the yeah. Trinity like they're. The success has actually kind of been, like, recent, if you think yeah. about it. Because, like, unlike you guys, like, you, you guys killed it in, like, the 60s. We were, like, bad up until, like, Zabo came, like, in, mm-hmm. in, changed in the 04. For he sure. changed it. And then you won, you won in 2012. You won in, you won in 19. And it's, like, it's an us, Ballard, and Mail who have been the – who have come out of the region the last, like, 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, he's really changed the culture of, like, what Trinity basketball, like, has been able to do. Yeah. But like yeah, but both teams are gonna be really good this year and it's gonna be really exciting to see like what we're both able to do and who makes it like that far. Mm, who's gonna make it to real. Yeah. I think overall Trinity and Saint X and sports it's gonna be good this year. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Okay, well that was our little sports chat. And so now we'll get to our conspiracy theories of the week. Oh yeah. Uh, so the first one I've been hearing a lot. So we just had the whole submarine thing and how that happened with the Titanic. So what I've been hearing with the Titanic is how 
JP Morgan was a very rich guy, right? He had a lot of money. He wanted to create the Federal Reserve, like where you have all that money. Mm -hmm. Like if you need something, you'll get that money. Well, basically, this other rich guy, his name was Mr. Astor. He had richest man in America, 40% of all mortgages in America. He did not want to create the Federal Reserve, but basically him, so J.P. Morgan and his friends who were all trying to get the Federal Reserve done, they went on to the Titanic, which was J.P. Morgan's ship, right? Mm -hmm. They went on to the Titanic. They canceled last minute. They got off. Mm. Mr. Astor was still on. And that's when the Titanic sank. He did not survive. He ended up going down with the ship. And then a year later, Federal Reserve gets passed. And so it sparked, like, kind of a lot of controversy to see, like, because he actually owned two ships, the Olympic and the Titanic. Mm -hmm. The Olympic was a lot older and had been accidents before. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people just think that, like, J.P. Morgan took the paint off and just put on the Titanic yeah, on the yeah. Olympic. Yeah, yeah. thinking they and then ships. They just sunk that one because it was already old, which is kind of like that is weird to think about. Exactly, because like imagine like if we imagine how different the economy would be today if we didn't have the Federal Reserve and you just had like rich people running mm -hmm. the world, which is kind of what you do have now. I mean, yeah. And then our last one is the. Um, Diego Garcia Island. So basically, this is around like the CIA. So basically, this island has been, it's in the Indian Ocean, and it's been a U.S. naval base since like the 80s. Well, basically, the rumors around it is that the CIA takes like their world's most like dangerous people there, whoever they like capture, mm -hmm. that's where they go, and that's where they keep them. And then apparently there was this flight like from Malaysia that disappeared, like I think it was in 2008. And basically, once it disappeared, everyone just presumed that it went to that island. And then it landed there, and it was taking people to that island. And that people just are getting, like, captured and taken there by the CIA is another one I've been hearing a lot about. So they think that they're just abducting these criminals and just dropping them off at an island? Yeah. That's pretty scary to think about. I know. It was like... <laughs> it's pretty scary to think about. <laughs> like, the government, like... They have so many secrets that like, we just don't know about. Yeah. It's like there's been stuff released like recently where it makes you think like what's going on like with the government? Like what are they doing? So yeah. it's like – We got to crack down on that. I think <laughs> you and me can get that done. Let's get it done. Us against the world. Yep. We're going to hijack the U.S. government. We're going to get all their secrets out. And on this podcast, we're going to release it. Yeah. Damn, I think it's right. a great idea. I think so too. Yep. So stay tuned for that. Well, Will, thank you for coming on. It's Absolutely. been a great, my pleasure. great yes. time with you. Great having you. Um, I'm Carter Haas. I'm Adam Wickle. I'm Will Hankey. Thank you for listening.